I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, uh, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I am a stand-up comedian, uh, and I'm ignorant, and I'm clearly uh, not doing well in the vocal department, but I didn't want to let you guys down, so now you're listening to my scratchy, uh, well, more scratchy than normal, uh, trucker lady crazy voice. Uh, I, I don't know how much worse it is than it normally is. I do know that uh, somebody asked me to grab a cigarette with them over the weekend because they just assumed I smoked because of my voice, uh, which wasn't this bad at the time, but worse than it normally is, I think. I don't know. You guys know. I have a distinct voice, I've been told. <sighs> anyway, how that hurt. If you're new to the podcast, you guys, if you're not new and you haven't uh, subscribed and rated and reviewed, please do that. It helps a lot. All you got to do is go to the iTunes, uh, the podcast app on your iPhone and then type in Ignorance is Blessed in the search bar. Click on my podcast with my silly little animated logo. And then you can hit the review tab and leave a review. Please leave a nice review. It'll make me really happy. And um, and it helps other people discover the show. And it would just be super cool. Uh, all right. And thanks to you that have already done it. You're great. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. Uh, and uh, oh, uh, well, let me just tell you this. I am listening to my own scratchy ass voice through my studio Sweden headphones uh they are dope they are I don't know why I call them studio Sweden it's their studio but they're made in Sweden and I feel like I have to brag about that because it makes me feel cool uh will I ever be sexy enough to be like I'm Swedish and someone believe me no put the headphones on they're like wait you seem like you're into sexy Swedish things uh so uh, I just w- I just want you guys to know I'm still really excited about them they're very sleek I uh, put my glasses on specifically so I could take another photo with them because I feel like I need the whole cool vibe of being uh, hot Scandinavian. Wow, Uh, I should interview a Scandinavian person and be like, do all your chefs sound like that? I can't stop bringing up the Muppet Chef. You guys, uh, they're great because it's really great quality and they look good. And usually you're having to choose between both. And this one you don't have to. So... You should get some if you want some. And you can get some for 15% off. 15% off. I talk fast. I don't want to mislead you guys. Uh, <clears throat> but it's worth uh, it's worth the price. Go over to their website, studiosweden.com, S-U-D-I-O, and um, put in blessed. That's the, the discount code. I've got my own discount code. You guys, that's why I need more reviews because then we get more discount codes. Who's Who knows what's next? Uh, so review the podcast, get some studio headphones, uh, and, uh, follow the podcast on Twitter. If you want at blessed podcast, I just made an Instagram in ignorance is blessed is the whole handle. If you want to follow that, who knows if I'll keep up with it. I just did it because I was supposed to be writing. And when I write, I just find absolutely anything else I can do besides focus on the things I'm supposed to write. Partly because they are, uh, I'm trying to write some stuff based on real life shit. Uh, and I think I'm avoiding it because it 
uh, makes me emotional, as things do. Um, speaking of emotional, this is an emotional episode, so lock it. Maybe don't uh, listen to this if you are on your way to do something really cheery, um, but hopefully take time. Uh, my guest is my good friend, comedian Lisa Curry. She uh, currently writes on Comedy Knockout, is a great stand-up. We've toured together, um, and we are talking about uh, child abuse uh, because she... She doesn't abuse her children, you guys. You're like, wait, last week was pregnancy, and now what are we doing? Trust me, I'm sure I could find uh, people who beat their kids. Uh, wouldn't be hard in the town I'm from, but that's not what this is about. It's about surviving abuse. Um, those of you who know me know that I came from a pretty tumultuous household. Uh, a lot of neglect, heavy emotional abuse, uh, a little bit of physical abuse. Uh, you know, there's... There was a few too many cigarette burns or whatever. I don't know. Uh, we had a lot of accidents. Um, I'm. Why, why am I trying to intro this like everything's a lifetime movie? Because is it? Is it? I don't know. Um, she had a rough. She grew up in a house with alcoholics and uh, and in a place where it was just normal to physically abuse your children. Uh, so, so it, we talk about it and how it's affected her. And, um, yeah, it's heavy, but, uh, it's a good conversation. Lisa's a very interesting human and I love her and you will too. And so, uh, well, nothing else to say. Let's get to it. Uh, here you go. Welcome back to, the- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm in f- f- like an 80-year-old dad. Hi, you guys. Welcome to Ignorance is Blessed. I am here with the hilarious Lisa Curry. Hey. Um, <laughs> just so much energy is what Lisa's known for. They're like, stop. Pull back. <laughs> you're too You're too loud. Um, we are, uh, I mean, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Um, I don't know. Okay. You guys, Lisa and I have known each other for a few years um we did our first uh national tour together where we went all over the country yeah in her volkswagen yep um it was hashtag walk of shame tour later hashtag roadkill comedy currently being made a documentary you guys look out for it yeah it's coming as soon as my editor gets back to me, whenever that is, he, Kyle. <laughs> are you listening? He's probably dead. <laughs> he's so nice. Um, yeah, and he, yeah, he's the best. Um, okay. So after spending like three weeks in a car together, we kind of got to, to know each other mm-hmm. pretty intimately. Eaten too much. More yeah. than I bargained for. <laughs> <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> I don't want to say that we've seen each other's assholes, but... She probably saw mine at some point. <laughs> um, Here's the thing. <laughs> Jessica Michelle has too many of my secrets for me to ever stab her in the back. <laughs> uh, it's so great. It's so great. You guys, that's what you needed. That's people that's are always like people. You're so friendly and, and you care about people. And the truth is I'm just collecting all of their information <laughs> so that no one can turn against yeah, me. Never. <laughs> I don't care about you. I just don't want you to be able to to turn on me (laughs) um okay so i'm trying to think of a way to like gracefully jump into our topic but there's really not a way the thing is is lisa and i and a lot of comedians had 
somewhat fucked up childhoods. Yeah. And a fun yeah. thing that I no longer am sure if regular people do or if it's just comedians, I feel like sometimes conversations when they start to get dark become this inadvertent like, I bet I'm darker than you. <laughs> I bet I, it's like yeah. you're trying to well, like, oh, I can one up your, oh, you got hit with a, yeah. a regular spanking device. Yeah. Well, what about a, yo, my dad threw a chair at me. <laughs> he did, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty standard. Yeah. I think. Like, I think that's pretty run of the mill. That's the thing is that, okay, you guys, I'm turning on a thing and you guys can just deal with the sound in the background. Um, at least um, it's not a mariachi band this time. My neighbors have like, this is so ignorant because I don't know the, the proper, it's like Latin polka music and they go to war with each other trying to play how no. loud it is. And um, my, I can't, I'm, I know what it is and I can't remember what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds a lot like Polish music. Like I grew up yeah. with my grandpa listening to Polish music, like lots of like horns and an accordion and it's fucking All polka esque that style of music regardless of like you know what cultural flair it has on it's it awful to me it always sounds like there were a bunch of people who were like really lonely and and just like down walking down the street with their like their wife had just divorced them and they're like <laughs> i'll just take my one instrument and leave and then they all bumped into each other on a corner and they're yeah. like <gasps> and just started playing it's bad oh, yeah and for some reason the acoustics in my room it just it like echoes everything so much louder so sometimes it's like Perfect. a nightmare um and then i'm like this this is why people turn to physical abuse uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no. But if I had kids, true. I'd be like, if you I kids. If I listen to that music, I would beat whoever's near me. <laughs> like, whoever. And I'm just like, you know, everyone's just trying to live their best life. <laughs> I'm just in here with a headache. I think like, that for it. about three minutes, and then I'm like, that's enough of that shit. <laughs> you turn that the fuck off. Shit. When I walked out of your house on Friday, when I was here two days ago, I was I walked out to my car. I was parked out front, and your neighbors across the street have those goddamn parrots. Birds? Oh, I and knew it, it squawked, and it sc- I like jumped out of my skin, and I just started sc- just just instinctually just started screaming, screaming at them. I was like, "What the fuck is the matter with you?" Like, <laughs> I was like, Whew, "It's okay, I'm fine." It's not, so it's you not can't yell in this deal. neighborhood. There are people who are gentrifying. <laughs> We're the enemy. <laughs> We're not. I, I don't. My rent hasn't gone up specifically. Or gentrifying. I drink Seven Eleven coffee. Don't come for me, neighbors. <laughs> Uh, God, those birds. Well, you want to know what's embarrassing is those birds. The the fucking I get it. The birds are terrifying. There's a bird that whistles. It does like a. It does the like, I can't whistle, but you know what I mean, like that. Woo woo. Oh yeah. On multiple occasions, no I have turned toward that house to be like, do not cat call me and been, <laughs> and been like, it's, it's a bird. <laughs> oh, I wish well, someone I'm would still calling me. the ACLU. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to blog about this. Um, I got get bird called. Um, all right. So you guys, in the course of our friendship and that, uh, those fateful tours, <laughs> uh, I learned that Lisa had a pretty rough childhood. Okay, let's just start. How do we introduce? Like, where did you grow up? Let's Uh, start there. I grew up in a little town uh, an hour southeast of Chicago called Cedar Lake, Indiana. Indiana. Um, It's a little hick town. It was like, I think it was like 7,000 people when I was growing up, and it's maybe like 10,000 now. Um, Wow. Because, you know, because we got a target like 30 minutes north of us, so now it's like 
really exploding. <laughs> yeah, and white trash people never use condoms, and they just like yeah, don't get they, abortions. Yeah, they don't, and then it's they're the all same. like, "How did this happen?" Like it's just, a miracle. Stumped every time, they just don't understand. <laughs> the Lord has blessed us with yet yeah. another thing. That's like my family. Like, oh, I don't know how it happened. Like I'm, I like a great niece and a great nephew i love them so much but every time somebody in my family gets pregnant they're like i just don't know i'm like guys <laughs> i can if you got five minutes i can explain yeah this. i can tell you how it happens let's uh oh fuck pretty simple actually yeah oh wow god bless the usa yeah um okay so you grew up your parents used to own a biker bar yeah um when <laughs> <laughs> like the existence I of biker bars the start of our problems <laughs> that might have just been like i don't I, I feel like you have to have some problems to buy a biker bar probably well initially okay so i'll make this i'll truncate the story as much as i can my mom's parents before she was born bought a uh, quote-unquote resort which was the bar that you saw a resort it oh it's like well, because it's two acres, it's where my grandma's house is. There, there used to be like a an ice house and a chicken coop and like five or six cottages and two other houses on the property. That one that burned down. <laughs> uh, it was just like a bunch of stuff. There's like a pier wow. and a boathouse and there's like all this. So they call it, they always called it the resort. Like my grandpa. Wow, thing. Indiana people have such yeah. a different idea of what a resort is. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not having fucking indoor plumbing doesn't make something like a luxurious. Like, there's a know, chicken coop. <laughs> oh, good. Five and stars. Like these are things that I came to know as like a resort when I was a child. Do you understand? Like this. Is Were you I, like a small I town can't. elitist? You're like, um, I live at a resort. Well, you know, well, here's the thing. So my parents, my mom bought the bar from my grandparents, and then she married my dad, and then they had the bar until I was like seven. But my grandparents still, to this day, they still own the bar, but my mom owned the business. I don't know. Somebody out there knows more about how that works. Yeah. And, and you know what? You're right. And I'm wrong. So we'll just wrap that there. But then my right. parents <laughs> sold their part and they bought a marina. And then that's when like, because it's such a small town. And then everyone was like, ooh, your family's rich. And I'm like, nah, my parents spent all their money on booze. We don't have anything. Yeah, we have <laughs> nothing. Yeah, God. they own a huge business and have no money. <laughs> wow, that sucks. So yeah. it's like all the income was just like, pour it into our alcohol. Pretty much. Or at least that's what it seems like looking back. Because I'm like, they should have had more anything <laughs> more of anything but they also like make really bad decisions all the time like they ended up losing the marina because they were buying it on contract and then they went against their contract and uh so they lost close to a million dollars jesus um, yeah and then a couple years ago my dad took his entire life savings and gave it to some hillbilly who promised to invest it into a used car business uh and what? that money is gone yeah my dad didn't sign any paperwork or anything why is your family a cartoon <laughs> Well, a man came in here and he promised that we would be invested in a used yeah. car business. Yeah, my dad's like, we're going to be millionaires. I'm like, you're dumb. I And I hate to say that. Like, and nobody... Well, yeah. Your parents never want to hear you tell them you're dumb. Well, but no, like, because you're you supposed are. to be... People have kids, so they're like, this thing will think I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> They'll worship me. <laughs> They'll think I can do no wrong. No such thing. <laughs> oh, God. So there was just always... 
were you around the biker bar a lot? Yeah. 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 Like, well, and it was such a small town. So we lived, the, the bar was right on the main road. We lived <laughs> directly across the street from it. But then behind the bar kind of tucked back in, in the resort, if you will, was my grandma's house. <laughs> so it was like, Oh yeah. Your grandma's. Is it the same house? No, it's that shitty white house that you walked. Oh, in that was in front of. That was like that I was like, yeah, yeah. That I was like, we should live here because I, <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> we were, we can renovate this thing because I am the trashiest of all sure. trash. I'm like, I want to tear this thing down. Um, <laughs> like it yeah. haunts me. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I was just at the bar all the time because my parents owned it, and that was just kind of like there was like this lawlessness where like, and not like behind the scenes in the bar i mean i like would hang out and play in the basement and stuff but like i would just be in the bar in the bar be like sitting on the pool table or like sitting on someone's harley that they for some reason drove in through the front door like i don't (laughs) (laughs) so that was just like where you hung out like some people are i don't even some people play in their front yard you were in a bar pretty much yeah i mean i had a we had a backyard too but like it was there or like I don't know, going over to the bar. And then, but then when my parents sold the bar, then I was like, when I was a teenager, I would just like go to other bars to like find my parents, parents, family, just kind of like wander in. And that was always acceptable for some reason. I'd be like, you know, 15 or something. And I'm like, Hey, I'm looking for my dad. (laughs) I guess it's just because they knew you or like do small towns just not care. And I guess, I think it's a combination of falls and it's, yeah, yeah it's kind of the same care. thing, I guess, but mm-hmm. they're like, we have nothing to live for. We, you can have a beer. Fuck. When did, uh, so I'm going to make a pretty bold guess and okay. be like, I've, I don't want to overstep my own knowledge, but I think <laughs> that the al- alcohol might've contributed to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the, what do you, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for a word that is, you know, what people who, oh, discipline. I was like, they they abuse people, but they like use a word where they're like, we're disciplining. (laughs) Sure. When did, do you remember like when that, did that ever, was there like a starting point that you remember as far as? Oh, for like abuse? Yeah. Or like physical discipline? I don't remember necessarily a starting point. I do remember kind of like when I was little, everything felt pretty magical. Like when I was really little. Right. Um, I was like in dance classes and stuff. And my mom like tried and she was like a PTA mom and stuff. And then somewhere along the way, their alcoholism just got really bad. And they kind of fell apart. And then it would be like them fighting all the time and my dad hitting my mom a lot and then like hitting us and just like, and over stupid shit too. It would be like, I was going to ask not that there's any reason to hit a kid. Yeah. But like, it would be like we, we had been told to go to bed and like my, like the bathroom was across from my room and like I shared a room with my little brother after he was born. We like had bunk beds and like if some if one of our parents was going to the bathroom and saw that we were still awake, like it would there would be hell to pay. And it's Just, like, because I can't fall asleep. I'm fucking nine. Yeah. You know, give me a break. Wow. Um, yeah. They were just like really 
psychotic and both had like really bad tempers and like no patience and like then what's not weird i was gonna say what's weird but it's not weird like when they're sober they're totally different people like they're not my dad is super chill and it's like I don't know, just a different person. Wow. Sober versus drunk. And the same thing with my mom. And it's just like, that's maybe that's, maybe that's more the theme of this podcast. Is I mean, it is definitely child abuse, but I like mean, also yeah. it doesn't, it the can, alcoholism is not good. And do you think, do you think as you got older, they were actually getting worse with the drinking or do you think yeah. it's okay? I didn't know if it was just like perception. Yeah, I think so because, well, I mean, when they had the bar, they were definitely drinking. <laughs> yeah. But then, It'd be weird if that was the only time they were sober. I think they, when they sold that and they bought the marina, they went from this like little biker bar with like a, like a half a counter and a couple of booths and a pool table to a 10 acre million dollar marina with, and neither of them had ever worked in that environment before. So wow. they just kind of jumped into that. And so they're in way over their heads. Yeah. And then there was just kind of this like, I think it was hard for them to stay sober then too. And this is, I'm just assuming, but like, because in the summer people are there and they're going out on their boat and it's the weekend and they're partying and whatever. Yeah. And my parents are like, they want to feel like they're part of it. Um, so there was that. And then when they lost the Marina, that's when that was the worst of it because then, you know, they'd lost close to a million dollars yeah. and had like Nothing. everything. How old were you when that happened? Uh, I was 14. Oh, wow. I was 14 then. And then we moved from the, we lived, we had lived across the street from the tavern and then we moved in that while we had the marina, my grandparents had moved like next door to where they were. They bought that or they built that brick house that you saw. Oh yeah. And so we moved into that like dilapidated white house that was behind the bar and we're renting from my grandparents. Oh God. And that was... So we went from like a cute kind of cottagey two bedroom, one bathroom house to like this bigger house that was also one bathroom, but it was like old. Was it always like that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that house was built like sometime in the 1800s. So it was was originally built with outdoor plumbing. So it was like very old. Um, Fuck. Yeah. I went in there and I just thought I was like, well, this just hasn't been cared yeah. for but but it also hadn't been cared for i think that was yeah. like another like when my grandparents lived there they t- they kept up with it and then my parents just like by then i mean this i would like my mom has always kept money in the freezer because she's like <laughs> it sounds nuts but she's i think on her side of the family two people have lost homes because they burned down like because they fell asleep with a cigarette burning or whatever and so my mom's always kept money in the freezer because she's paranoid that if the house burns down like she's like well then the freezer will freezer will it won't will i i don't know do freezers are they made fireproof has anyone ever had a house burned down and been like well thank god the freezer is still here (laughs) we have dinner No, but i would think like if everything's melting i would think that that would be the last thing to go up yeah but is she gonna insulated can you, is she gonna send a fireman in to you, be like get the freezer here's what i want to say on that you could buy a tiny safe from target for like 40 bucks so yeah. i don't know what's up with the freezer <laughs> thing and maybe she's just like it's cold it's the opposite of hot <laughs> i mean for someone who's like never picked up a science book or something sure, yeah. and just like caveman logic yeah. i get it totally like if you try to light maybe she put yeah. a candle in the freezer and closed it and the candle went out and she's like aha 
<laughs> I've got it. My family just does does shit that doesn't make any sense because they're just a little dumb sometimes. I'm just imagining that your mom thinks the vaults in banks are like the big freezers of fast food places. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, you have to go in the freezer and get yeah. everyone's money. <laughs> she just doesn't know. Oh, God bless. I'm okay. laughing. I keep oh. most of my money hidden in like a fake book because I'm yeah. on the run for my student loans. So nice. I think about that too. I'm like, am I going to, there's just moths living in my house now. Um, uh, Oh, but I, when we lived in that house, like my parents, their alcoholism was so bad and they weren't keeping up with anything. So I would steal money out of the freezer to like give my brother lunch money and to like, so you were like caring fix for your... up the house a little bit. Like, so shit wasn't falling apart. And it was like, wow. I was keeping the house. You were, Stealing money from the freezer and you were keeping like you were taking care of your brother. Yeah. I wasn't like buying anything frivolous. No. What a waste. So really? Yeah. I should That's... have just stolen it and just kept it. Fuck. Um, you had, you have two brothers, three brothers, three brothers, two older from my dad's first marriage. And then my younger brother. Okay. Um, was the treatment. <sighs> was everyone kind of disciplined the same? Like everyone was like, no well yes and no i think my my older brother's got a a worse version i think um i mean i don't know because they didn't live with me but my dad was just like always a a psycho and my parents are those i mean i think it's generational i think their generation is very much like um oh you think this is bad you should hear how i had it and i'm like well that's not your mom's like, my parents used to put me in the freezer with no money. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my, my dad would, my dad would like tell me how violent my grandpa was. And he's like, you're lucky I'm not him. And I'm like, I'm also kind of unlucky that you're not like just a sweet nurturing. <laughs> yeah. That you're not just like someone who like talks someone with, with me. emotional intelligence. You fucking psycho. Yeah. Like, what, at what point? Cause it's like, you know, when you're a kid, you, whatever your parents are doing, however your household is, like that's, you perceive that as normal. Yeah. Well, here's, okay, here's, I think, an important detail to my upbringing is that because my parents own the bar and it's a small town and it's like the main bar in town. So most of my friends were like their friends' kids. So most of my uh. friends' parents were also alcoholics. And I just thought that everyone's parents were alcoholics and oh. abusive. Because I'm like, that's what you see. What I see. I mean, like even a few years ago, I was home and uh, I was talking about, I used to work for this family. Uh, I was a personal assistant for a while. And I was talking to my, one of my brothers, I won't say, uh, which one of my older brothers <laughs> that's like a important detail for this because he's my older brothers are eight and nine years older than me okay so pretty older. so this is like pretty he's older. in he's in God. my brother's roughly 40 at this time okay and i was mentioning that i was like oh yeah this family i work for is like really sweet and just like affectionate to one another and it's just really nice to be around this family and my brother was like lisa every family hits each other and i was like no i was like they definitely don't hit each other like like i know that for sure because i'm in their house all the time and he yelled at me and he's like just because they're not doing it in front of you doesn't mean they're not doing he's like every family hits each other lisa and i was like oh fuck you're 40 and that's what you think is that like everyone hits each other and i was like 
that's not and i think that i i definitely thought that until like maybe middle school or high school when i started like because in middle school we uh we started going like our the middle school was in the next town over so we like merged with all these other elementary schools oh, okay yeah yeah and then i like started to get to know other kids and i was like oh what like you're like you have a nice clean house and you're your parents aren't just like throwing furniture at each other. Like what the, f- isn't that fuck crazy is this reality that like, you know, sometimes you don't even know things are fucked up till you tell someone else and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause you, I mean the amount of the time I've spent just feeling like just shame about it. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. not, uh, it's not anything I did, Yeah, but it's just, you're like, Oh fuck. We're like, we're trash. <laughs> Yeah, oh god the you know? getting over the hump of realizing i mean i'm not gonna say i went through the exact same things as you but the fucking mm-hmm. cold hard truth looking you in the face and you going like oh my family is white trash is yeah. like ah. yeah or I mean, we didn't live like- in a trailer i thought i was fine <laughs> <laughs> like that was by the way my mom was like so obsessed when my dad left with because uh, we had to move and she's like well i'm not gonna move us into a trailer that's her bar is that well we don't live in a trailer so we're fine <laughs> we lived in the projects oh my god she's like as long as it's not a trailer we <laughs> i've started doing a bit about this but when i was really little so i guess i think when i was really little the alcoholism was also bad then but it wasn't i just didn't notice it because i was like you know fucking coloring all day or whatever yeah um but when I was really little in our bathroom, you know this story, right? The fucking, we had this like gnarly old linoleum that was like peeling up along the edges. And it's like, yeah, whatever. If you're fucking broke and you can't replace it, that's fine. But my parents just left it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And along the tub where the linoleum was peeling away from the tub, there was just mushrooms growing. Just fucking. And when I was a kid. Wow. I thought it was normal. And I would like sit on the toilet and just like pick mushrooms. And I was like, mm, this is whimsical. You know, because I was like, whatever. <laughs> because you're like, like oh, it's like an enchanted forest yeah, in like, here. Yeah, like fairies live in mushrooms. This is fun. Like, and I, that was like a thing that I thought was normal. And wow. Then, <laughs> turns out it's not. Did you ever <laughs> eat the shrooms? no i don't think they so. probably would have killed you <laughs> those are that's a bad trip <laughs> i'm eating human poop shrooms how do they even go oh my god <laughs> i don't know but then it's like it's it's like frustrating to me because i'm like oh there's so much lack of effort in keeping a home together at that point because it's like there's yeah there's certain things you can't fix up if you're broke like i mean our basement flooded constantly and you'd be like wading through like knee-deep water to do laundry in the oh. basement oh. Like, this muddy well it wasn't like it was like it came up like halfway up my calf god and there'd be like leaves and shit floating in it but it's like yeah you can't it's hard to like shore up the walls and like that's a that's it's a expensive. big construction a project huge, yeah. it's expensive like i get that but then like my parents just leaving the fucking um 
mushrooms. That's As there's moths flying in my room, I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> like, Where do they come from? Okay. I don't Well, yeah, know. They, it's like they didn't even try to like, let's just pick out these mushrooms. Let's just do the bare minimum so this feels like a home. So and we're like, indoors. No. No oh. way. Do you think that they just, I think they were so drunk they didn't even notice there were mushrooms? I mean, maybe. I think they're just like, I think they're they were just like drunk and depressed. And by the way, if you have like psychological issues, get go to fucking therapy because you, it's not your kid's problem. Like by, neither of my parents, they oh, like don't right. think therapy is real. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like maybe like and both of them were abused when they were kids. And I'm like, maybe yeah. if you fucking solve those problems and you don't have to be blackout drunk every day to deal with being with alive, being alive. Yeah. God. Then you don't have to like come home and like beat the shit out of your kids. You know, fuck. Yeah, it was. I this part was weird. Like when we were after we moved into the the White House, when we were like sometime around when my parents lost the marina, there was a period where like they would just be fighting, and I mean fighting like physically fighting and like hitting Fuck. us and like throw. I mean like crazy shit, like throwing furniture and what. Like one time I was doing the dishes after dinner, and my dad and I were arguing. And he screamed at me and threw, there was like a, over the sink, there was a, like, or in front of the sink, there was a window and he threw a plate at me and I ducked and it shattered the window. And I'm like, okay, psycho. Now it's like November and we just don't have a window. Like, wow, what the fuck? But like during that time I would be, I would, it got to a point where I was calling the police like two or three times a week. Okay. And they would be showing up and I like, it got to the point where I would call and be like, Hey, this is Lisa Curry. And they're like, we're on our way. And I'm like, but they never yeah, did the they thing, do anything like, nothing they never did anything they never did a fucking goddamn thing and they would anyone anyone i contacted was like ah that's not our jurisdiction like i told the police i was like can you take us away and they're like mm, not our place and i was like okay so i went to my school counselor and they're like yeah it's nothing we can do about it what i fucking call i called 1-800 charter which is like this helpline and like mm, nothing we can really do about that and i was like what the fuck what does that helpline even exist for what i, I remember hearing those commercials and yeah. now i'm like <laughs> oh it apparently does nothing and then when i after i was living in la my little brother was living with my dad and in we'll just say not great conditions um (laughs) and i called they don't know this so i mean hey if you're listening uh i called child protective services on my dad yeah and i was like you got to get my brother out of there and they're like we we can't. Why can't? Well, isn't were, that their job? Well, they asked, they're like, does your dad hit him? And I was like, fuck yeah, he hits him. And it, he, they're like, well, does he have bruises? And I'm like, no, we don't bruise easily. I'm sorry about that. And yeah. they're like, oh yeah, unless he has like visible bruises. I'm like, cool. Like, yeah, no, eventually your your skin gets used to being yeah. hit. I'm like, <laughs> we kind of have built up a resistance to it. Like none of us, so I did, never w- like went to school with bruises, even though we are having the shit kicked out of us. So constantly. did anyone at school uh, until you like told someone nobody knew? Did anyone else try to like do anything or help you? No. Here's another thing that fucking bothered me. Sorry. Now this is just a therapy hour for me. No, it's like, fine. My dad would beat the shit out of us in public. Like he one time we were at some restaurant. Oh, man. It's <laughs> Sorry okay. to whoever's listening. <laughs> um, one time we we're at this restaurant. And my brother and I ordered the same thing. And my mom was like, I really want you to try something. One of you to try something different. And she's, she was like, Lisa, please order something different so that you guys are ordering different things. And I was like, why? Well, I really want the thing. 
It yeah. was no, there was no reason why they were just drunk. Well, yeah, no, it's like what, what the fuck. Drunk so then people? it turned into this argument where I was like, why do I have to order something different? And it's not even like I, at that point I'm not talking back to my parents. I'm just like this makes no sense, and it doesn't. And then my dad just got up, and I mean I was like maybe 13 at the time, and dragged me out of the restaurant by my hair and threw me in the car and like left me there. And then, and Aww. nobody did anything. Nobody said anything to him? And I just him? had to sit in the car while everyone else had dinner. And I'm like, hey, if you see adults beating the shit out of kids, call the fucking police yeah, or do something what? about it. Fuck. The kids can't do anything about it, you assholes. Like, Small towns need the if you see something, say something campaign. No kidding. Like, it's... I can't believe nobody... That me so much. Or like, I remember one, t- like one time my parents were fighting really bad and they like beat the shit out of each other. And I called one of my older brothers... And he came by and I was like, please, can I leave with you? And he was like, yeah, no, like, I don't know. It sucked for me to grow up too. Like, you just got to deal with it. And I was like, what? what? I'm like, you're fucking 10 years older than me. Help. You know, like. And your brother was like, no, nah, man, deal with it. Yeah. How long, how, how old are you when you moved out? 15. 15? Where'd you go? Um, I initially went to that brother's house, which was a... That was a mess. Yeah. So I moved out like a month after I turned 15. My parents had been fighting and my dad like, I think that was the night he like punched a hole in the wall and it was just like, it was a school night and they had been fighting and it's like 10 o'clock at night. We can't sleep because they're screaming at each other and like throwing furniture and whatever. And I had called the police and that was, I believe that was the night where I called the police and they were like, there was one night where I called the police I think it was that one. And they, one of the cops came into the house and I, I went to tell him what was happening. And he's like, you shut the fuck up and get in the other room. And he drug my little brother outside in the snow. The cop? Yeah. In the snow to question my little brother. My little brother's like nine at the time had been sleeping, didn't know what was going on. So he like, a cop told you to brother. shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's yeah. And what does he think that you're just like some crazy malicious girl who keeps calling the cops on good parents? I was like, you can see the fucking windows broken. There's furniture, broken furniture all over the place. They had like thrown beer cans at each other. So there's just like beer everywhere. I'm like, do you like, I'm not, this isn't like some weird teen angst, you know? I'm like, you're going to force me to do a Menendez brothers on my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. You don't do something about this. And like by then my dad had left because that was his famous move to like beat up my mom and then leave uh, when I called the police. What a um, man, what a man, what a man. <laughs> Real uh, good people just all around on many sides. God, great people. God, fucking Indiana. Um, oh, so then, so yeah, so my dad had left. This is, uh, by the way, I fucking hate cops because they're useless. They're it's absolutely like, it sounds, useless. It's like, what are you just fucking... They would do nothing and then... And also, like, they would just let my dad go because they had gone to high school with my dad. And I'm like, fuck you. He just beat the shit out of us. Like, I don't give a fuck what he did in wrestling in high school. Like, it's not. Your dad was a wrestler in high school. Yeah, that's all I ever hear about. Oh, my God. God. That's such a small town. Like, (laughs) yeah, back when I was on the East High School wrestling (laughs) squad. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. I'll wrestle all you kids right now. Like, that was a, yeah, is that a real thing? Like, He'd I'm get drunk and be like, way. wrestle me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Always. None of you kids can pin me. You're like four. He's just drunk. <laughs> Try it. 
that is so accurate. No. Oh, but on this this particular night, uh, so my dad had left, and then there was the house we were living in at the time, the White House. There was stairs going upstairs, and at the top of the stair uh, stairs, obviously going upstairs. I mean, because where else would they be going? But at the top of the stairs was a door that shut, and then the rooms were like. There was like four rooms upstairs and okay. this little hallway. It was a weird, very tiny room. So yeah. this isn't like some kind of like palace or something. Yeah. And I, but like, so there was a door and then there was a wall not too far in front of the door. So my brother and I took turns with our back up against the door and our legs stretched out and pressed up against the wall. Cause our mom was trying to like come upstairs and like fight us. Jesus. So she's Christ. trying to get into the door and we, I was like, you got to pack. We're leaving. I'm taking you. I'm leaving. I'm taking you with me. Did you know where you were going to go at that moment? Or were you like, we're just going? I was like, I'm just going to figure it out. Because we can't stay here. Because this is a goddamn mess. Um, and this is like the first week of December. The snow is like knee high. Um, and we just left. And my mom, when I was walking out of the door, my mom screamed at me. And she was like, I'm going to call the police on you for kidnapping. And I, and I literally dialed the police again and i was like here you go i was like call them and tell them you can't raise your kids and then we left and we just like walked to my brother's house my older brother's in the house. snow in the snow i'm like i'm making uh, in the like you're, you're being in beat by people like uh, in the snow like that's the worst yeah. part i mean it was only like god a, what a fucking it was only like a mile away so it wasn't like that far but it was still like far enough to be like dragging your shit the in the middle of the night on a school night yeah and then I lived with my brother for a while. I like he had like a an un like a, ha- a finished basement, mostly finished basement, <sighs> more and finished so, than like, your bathroom. Yeah, and so like I lived in the basement, but he was young and had like a two year old and an infant at the time, and was constantly fighting with his wife. Jesus, it's like the same cycle. It was the same fucking thing. Like my my little brother ended up moving back in with my parents a few days later, but I mean because he was nine or 10 yeah. you know like what is what is he gonna he's do he's like completely freaked out by this whole situation yeah you know and i was like i'm not going back there and then so i lived there for six months and then my brother beat the shit out of me and i was like this isn't your brother good. beat the shit out I of you heard. yeah why um Just... oh because all women are whores um <laughs> Oh, sorry. I say that so flippantly, but he, he would just like, I mean, like at the time I was an honor student, I was, oh, by then I wasn't, oh, was I in band? I was in band in middle school. So no, I wasn't in band anymore, but I was like on a bowling team and I had fucking braces and like, you were a a kid. Like nobody's trying to get this, you know? Yeah. Um, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. But I had... I mean, like, he would always say stupid shit to me, but then uh, I was at a graduation party, and he had told, like, in the neighborhood, like, in this small neighborhood, and it was my sister-in-law's brother's high school graduation, and he was, like, cool, and so it was, like, all the cool kids from my high school. Oh, my God, I'm at this, like, cool party. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so cool. (laughs) Like, with your braces. Don't tell anyone I'm in band. Or whatever. (laughs) Okay. I quit band. I told you that. I stopped in middle school. Yeah, pretty much. Um, (laughs) And I was there and uh, he had told, he had been fighting with his wife who was only like a few years older than me. (laughs) Jesus. 
and she was there and she was drunk and then she walked home and he had told me to be home by a certain hour but it's like a saturday night in june and i'm like whatever i'll fucking come home at one yeah it's fine matter i'm an honor student for god's sake yeah uh and then so my brother came over to get me and like came up behind me and just grabbed me by my hair and drug me out of there in front of everyone and no, uh, nobody. And no, everybody was like, "Well, <laughs> guys, keep drinking." Yeah, like that's a wrap on that. But it's just like Jesus. To, and to give that some context, the peop- the house that it was at, the peop- I don't want to. They're not so listening. They don't have podcasts in Indiana. <laughs> but the, what do you mean you're on a podcast? They're the, like. <laughs> The dad of that family, um, just kidding, Indiana, where the house was, where that party was happening, uh, sold cocaine and illegal fireworks out of their basement. Of course, like no, like some, like a teenage girl getting beaten up uh, at the party was like on the low end of people giving a shit about things. Do you think everyone just beat the shit out of each other in your town, and that's why no one ever said anything? They're just like, well, we can't get everybody. I think so because it was much worse things that happened to other people. Um, so he dragged you out. Yeah, so he dragged me out, and it was like just like screaming at me and hitting me. And then the next day, I was like, "I'm not staying here. Fuck this." Uh, yeah. And so oh, I just my heart's breaking for you. It was <laughs> thanks. I know that it helps. Was, <laughs> it was uh, it was yeah. I think it was particularly awful because I'm like, this is exactly what I was avoiding. To get the fuck away from. And then I moved from there. I moved in with my grandparents who had an extra room. Yeah. And they li- but they lived next door to my parents. And it, this, it sounds weird, but I never would see my parents. That doesn't sound weird to me at all. I mean, you've been to my grandma's house. It's like a little bit back from that white house, but like, I would have made a conscious effort. I never, I never saw them. And then every once in a while they would like, my dad would call over and be like, you better be home at eight o'clock tonight. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm 17. I've never had a curfew in my life and I haven't lived with you in two years. What are you talking about? Oh, like, wow. What a nut. It was just like insane shit like that. You, like, and it, the thing that, I mean, none of it was okay ever. Yeah. But I think the thing looking back that frustrates me so much is I'm like, I was a fucking honor student. Like, I didn't even smoke weed until I was like 20. Like, I didn't lose my virginity until like, I was I, like living in LA. You weren't even like, being like a fuck up. Yeah. I'm like, Which, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I didn't, I worked, I got good grades. Like, I was responsible. Like, yeah. Uh, what? It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And I think that that, I mean, I see where that creates issues in my life now, like being raised like that. Like, what do you mean? Where, I mean, I definitely get that on a, a, my parents were not nearly as physically uh, abusive as yours, but partly I think I like lucky that my mom like sobered up allegedly, Mm -hmm. who knows, you know, but like uh, a little physical, but emotional, but, yeah, it was like the, I was the same thing that I was like a good kid. And it's like, I can't, I cannot be any better. I know. Like there is nothing I can do to be a better kid. And you're still like. I had a conversation with my dad after I was living in LA and my little brother was living there. And he's like, your brother just doesn't fucking apply himself. And I was like, Hey, uh, and here's what's, here's why I, 
I, I'm constantly analyzing, like, why is it that I'm more willing to forgive my dad than my mom? And I think it's hmm. because anytime I've brought up to her, like, hey, uh, it really bothers me that you thought it was cool to beat the shit out of us. And she'd be like, well, you think you're so fucking perfect? And I'm like, no, well, like, well, I don't beat kids. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, I mean, I know I don't have a bunch of money in my freezer, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, but then where my dad, if I brought something up to him, he'd get really upset. And like, I think he'd, he like, has like remorse. oh, wow, a piece of shit. Um, or like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, cause the one time, like, this is one time I don't, at least in my, in like high school or whatever middle school you have to start learning how to use like a calculator and then eventually like a cal- you use a calculator to plus. do certain things and then you like yeah. move up to like using a calculator to do graphing and whatever oh yeah exactly so my little brother was in whatever he wasn't gonna he wasn't doing using a graphing calculator yet which by the way my dad screamed at me about that and he's like you want a fucking hundred dollars for a fucking calculator like it's, a, like, it's a requirement i know i was like this isn't i'm not I didn't make this rule. And yeah, so I just got like, screamed at that for a, I'm like, you scream at the school, 80 grand a year as an iron worker. Give me a hundred bucks. You piece of shit. I'm not like, asking for a Nintendo. Problem? I know. I'm like, you, you had, you don't buy me clothes or shampoo or food. Are I'm they 15. Even, like buy me a fucking calculator. Jesus. Did they even drink expensive beer? No, they drink old style. <laughs> <laughs> like it's where like, is this money going I don't is there another freezer is there another freezer that's why the the basement kept flooding is that like it was too hot and the freezer was melting now we lost God. all the money again um oh but there was back to my story oh, sorry yeah. I, i'll go on weird tangents but there no, was this one time where my little brother fine. was doing homework and he the assignment was to use a calculator for a certain portion of it and he's using a calculator and he needed help with his homework and he asked my dad for help and my dad came in the room and was like why the fuck are you using a calculator and just took all of his homework and threw it across the room everything and then my brother's just like scared he's like i did what i just needed help you know yeah like, I'm a f- I'm fucking nine, <laughs> and it's like God. I don't, and I but I mentioned that later in a when I was living out here when my dad was like expressing frustration that his brother wasn't himself. a goddamn honor student. I was like, he, yeah, he's like he doesn't apply himself. I'm like, well, I don't know, Dad. How excited would you be about homework if you asked your fucking parents for help and they like beat the shit out of you and threw your shit across the room? And he's like, oh, why? Well, I, I didn't. I never thought of that. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not fucking using your brain, man. What yeah. is wrong with you? Uh, and it, like, it kills me because my little brother, like, such a good fucking person, and but he's just been dealt such a shitty hand. And I think that, like, I was in a better position to handle it, to handle it because I was older and I was able to get out a little bit where he was, you know, yeah, five years younger than me. So he, like, couldn't. And he, he was do? on, like, the they were already worse yeah. by the time he came around and like yeah like by the time he was born it was like oh they're fucked fuck do you um ever talk with him or your other siblings about that's just so interesting to me that like your older brother was just like everybody hits their family like does does he even he think does he even think that it was that abuse now. or that that's just how people are I think that's how he just thinks because the him and my other older brother used to fight like 
one of them in a fight hit the other one in the head with a hammer. (gasps) There was another fight where that same one punched the other one in the eye so hard he was blind for like four days. I mean, they were just, but it was just like this next level that's so physical vicious. abuse it wasn't just like kids fucking around and hitting each other and like yeah rough housing it was like serious that stuff shit it, it's like oh you think that's totally normal like that's my dad's whole side of the family is just like beating the shit out of each other constantly and it's like uh that's, that's not okay <laughs> just what they do wow yeah you still talk to all your siblings yeah, I still talk to them. Although I struggle with the, like, with how I feel about the brother that beat the shit out of me, because I'm like, because he beat the shit out of yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, it, like on the one hand, I'm like, sorry, I'm like getting upset now. You're fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I'm like, it's been fucking eighteen years. I feel like I should be able to just be over it. But then I'm like, kind of fuck you man that was like i needed a safe space yeah you know sorry no you're okay (laughs) i'm sorry but then it's like i also feel like you should i mean it's not weird that you're sad (laughs) but it's like then on the other hand it's like he didn't have the tools to like i didn't ask him to move in i just showed up at his house in the middle of the night like hey sorry you've got a fucking infant and it's three-year-old or whatever it is like but i live here now <laughs> like yeah but i mean it's not like uh, <laughs> you mean to pray it's like no our parents are trying to kill us <laughs> like whoa my wacky sister right. but and then i feel like i can't enough time has passed that i can't be like hey man can we sit down and talk about this because like that feels fucking weird too like well if you, if you think how? it'll help you get over it but also there is the aspect of sometimes i think depending on a person you know you go looking for closure on something and you're like oh this is not because like if he's i don't know if it's the same brother that's like everyone hits their family yeah then he's just gonna be like what do you want me to do that's what you you were fucking being annoying and it's like you're yeah. then you're just not gonna get well in that spoiler that is the same brother but that <laughs> one also would just like tell me constantly like you all women are whores and like what? It, and he when I, uh, when I was living with him he like sat me down and was like all women are whores and like men no man ever care will give a shit about a woman and any guy who's ever being nice to you is just trying to fuck you and i'm like what like i need to do my homework i have fucking bowling tomorrow yeah like, you're like i'm not <laughs> trying to i don't think i'm your audience yeah like what is he it was just so so psychotic and i like i know that it's because of how he was raised and how the specific ways that he was fucked up but i'm like that's crazy i can't does that affect your relationships with people yeah yeah a lot i think because like oh (laughs) sorry i'm trying to pull myself together I think it 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 affects like that specific conversation and like some of the other like blatant sexism in my family fucks me up a lot because like whenever 
I'm in a situation with like where I'm dating somebody and it's fuck. Why am I crying? Because it's sad. <laughs> we can change. We can. We don't have to go into if you don't want to. But That's like, okay. it's okay to. I just cry. Like anytime I doubt myself or whatever, all that stuff comes back up, and it's like, or it's like women fuck, are whores and women right. are no man yeah, will ever I'm love. Like, yeah. No, because. And I'm like, I know it's not right. But then when you're, you know, like when you're like in a vulnerable place, yeah, you, you're not feeling great. And then it's like, oh, well, luckily I have this fucking extra inner monologue to yeah. go to. We're like, like, oh, good. This train of horrible memories has <laughs> yeah. come by to say hello <laughs> right now when I'm at my worst. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, is there a freezer on the train? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying I get exactly how you feel, but god does that happen but it's also you have to remember that the uh, the man who said all women are whores and no man will ever really love a woman and they just talk to you for sex also thinks every family punches each other and like <laughs> yeah. the fact is they don't like yeah, that's like not normal can't be, he's not a shaman yes <laughs> for sure i hope not because <laughs> we are in a lot of trouble and it's like also i see how in, he's changed a lot but n- not enough <laughs> yeah it's still i don't know if that sounds unfair um, no it's hard it's not unfair though yeah. it's change in in general is hard it, it's it takes a lot of work to change mm-hmm. and like on top of like having to come from being so far in this like dark place where you think this is normal you're gonna you have to like self-examine and do a ton of work to like really go like it's hard to sit i mean right now like this conversation where like Mm -hmm. you're upset is like because it's like hard to think about like oh that's not i didn't deserve that or like right no i'm gonna cry (laughs) you never deserve that no but it's like because you just go uh, but like you have to make active work because things like we literally get brainwaves like engraved into our yeah into our like into our brains like uh, that's where they are but like when something's like a pattern so repeated to you that becomes your normal into like you have to actively work to go and if he's still living in a fucking town where like everyone yeah clear like the fact that like no one said anything or like the cops never did anything nothing because fuck all of them because if you're not someone who is like actively (laughs) hate them God, I mean, like, how do you feel now? Like, that makes me wonder, like, so did anyone ever, so no one, like, what would you even think you could do if you found out a kid was getting abused? I don't know. I think. Because it's would, like you, who do you call? If I think I would kidnap the child. Like, I can't, I don't know if I could handle it because I'm like, I can't. It's such a sensitive thing for me. And I'm, I there is so fucking little you can do even like just legally because like, like I was saying like when I called charter, they were like, they were, and then they were like, okay. So they said, Oh, if your brother doesn't have bruises, we can't do anything. And I was like, okay, well what about the living conditions? Can you do something about that? Like the house, the electricity isn't up to code. The toilet doesn't really flush. Right. I'm like this. It's filthy. The fu- It's just disgusting. Yeah it's so far beyond what I'm willing to describe on here. It was so gnarly. And they're like, well, are there rats in the house? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, that's the line. Like if there are rats, we can pick them up. I was like, 
oh, if there's rats, okay, but not just like if there's cigarette butts on the floor, okay. Not like if the water doesn't always work. That's not... But if there's a rat, a you'll come get the rat. You but can like, take the rat from the house, yeah. but you can't take the kids. And it's like, here's another crazy thing. Sorry, I'm just like going in a, another weird tangent. But You're one fine. time, so my my mom's side of the family never believed me when I would be like, yeah, my parents are fucked up and whatever. And they're like, you're just, you're just a shitty teenager. They like, just thought you were like making things up yeah. to like spite your parents. Yeah. They just thought I was being a brat. And I was like, whatever. So one time my, my parents were fighting and my little brother called me. I was living with my grandma at the time, my grandparents. And uh, my little brother called me. and was like, can you please come get me? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I went over there. And, That's gotta uh, be scary. I brought, I think, I'm more scared of things now than I was then. Cause like then it's weird. Cause I think about like a 15 year old doing things now and I'm like, Oh, they're incapable of anything. <laughs> well, it's like but your brain like, is literally like changing so much. Like yeah. when people are like rebelling that it's like maybe in a weird way at that time, it's like a blessing. Cause you don't have enough right. going on to be like, I should assess this situation. First. It wasn't it. Plus there was acting no on adrenaline. time when I, when I ever thought like I have an option. It was yeah. just like, oh, this have needs to, to be done. And so I'm going to do this. Yeah. And so I, when I went to go get my little brother, I brought, a, um, I had a little like handheld camcorder and I fucking just started filming and my mom physically attacked me, like jumped on me. What? While I'm filming. I had this all recorded and they showed her parents i was like this is what's going on because you think i'm fucking lying and they were like oh my god we never knew blah 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 so then i leave the, the camcorder in my room my aunts that live in california were visiting or like one of them was visiting at the time and was staying in my grandma's house my grandma when i lived with my grandma she had a humongous house yeah uh, that she still has now yeah it's a very big house and they found out, my aunts found out, so my mom's sisters found out that I had videotaped her physically attacking me. Yeah. And so they went into my room when I was at work and they stole the tape and they said, uh, it was disrespectful of me to do that to my mom. And I was like, what? are you fucking joking? Like they're. Everyone's so worried about like, I'm like what is, is it like the outside image for help? Cause you guys don't believe me. And now you're saying you're disrespectful. How dare you have exposed this? I'm like, how dare you fucking continue to let this happen when you're an adult and can step in? Like, yeah, I don't, it was so, and there are other people, there are two examples of other people that I'm like, still, I, I talk to them and we get along as much as we can, but like, I'm still hanging on to that memory of like, of course. Well, why didn't you help you? me? You yeah. Know? And well, that's hard. You can't just like let go of something like that. It's just, it's frustrating because like, I, I want to move past it. Yeah. And I feel like I can't unless there's a conversation, but then I also feel equally ridiculous bringing it up. Cause I'm like, it's been so long. At what point do you just like, at some point you should just fucking get over it. I mean, right. No, I don't. I mean, in theory, yes, I get it where it's like, yeah, no, you just, you just get, just deal with it. But it's like, no, like to just get over something, like there's always going to be moments of where it's going to creep up. And like, if it's going to help you, 
to say something. Also, like if somebody thinks you're crazy for bringing that up, they're like, oh, you're bringing this up. It's like, (laughs) yeah, because I want to know why you weren't there for me. It's like they're going to make like worst case scenario. They're going to want. Yeah, of course, someone would like frame it to be like, don't you think you should just get over this? And it's like, no, you don't want to talk about this because your ego is shattering because you're realizing you just let someone get get the shit beat out of them. Like, no, I want to talk about it. Like, I want to know why you wouldn't help me. I don't think. And now I'm just having an imaginary conversation with someone I want to talk to. Like, another thing. It's not. But then it's also like. I get even on not even on things not as big as this. The discomfort of. Let me of showing emotion in general. Yeah. Oh, and my family is so cold. Like, I think total between both of my parents I may have hugged them three times. Like I have a picture Jesus. of my dad hugging me when we were on tour. Oh, I didn't know that was such a big deal. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I honestly was like, her eh, dad doesn't seem like that bad of a guy right now. And then I was like, oh, I'm being that person. Yeah. I think that was like one of two times. Maybe my dad's hugged me. Like my parents oh, and he are said he was very... proud of you. Yeah, and he also said like... you have more balls than every other man <laughs> in the family. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, she does. <laughs> and fuck you, buddy. Where's that woman? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, that's another thing. Like I have a good relationship with my dad now and I'm like, fuck, he's like half dead. Is it, what is it worth does it, it do for me to be like, Hey, I just want you to feel bad for the rest of your life. Right. Like I don't, that's such a weird like, cause what's done is done. I don't live there anymore, but I'm like, I'm also still mad on behalf of my little brother cause he's struggling and I'm like, you can't, yeah. fuck. No, it's like, cause it's like. Yeah, I have brothers who are struggling and it's like enraging because it's it's like if they had had proper, yeah, I don't know, a proper foundation, would they be in the positions they're in? Like, would they be, for instance, my brothers like do drugs and like, yeah, and it's like, it would make more sense if you and I were drug addicts. <laughs> like, right. it's weird that we're okay, honestly. Well, and then there's like this weird survivor's guilt or survivor's remorse or whatever that i have that i don't i would assume you have to some degree like where they like why am i fine and i'm doing well and i'm or like i'm improving myself and my i'm very aware of where my mental health is at and what yeah. my physical health and whatever and like i my brother also is struggling with a drug problem and it's like you see that and you're like oh you have no tools yeah nothing and like at least i have this but then it's like you can't you can't save your brother i can't save my brother like even if we were millionaires it's like it's not a money thing it's not a money it's so far beyond that yeah and it's it i do have that like because i don't know how often you bring up um, i don't um, i would gather this doesn't always come up in conversation it's like also my parents beat me but like (laughs) the concept of like when people are like oh wow they hear something and they're like you're so strong Mm -hmm. is that there's that feeling of like well why it's i guess yeah why am i still okay quote okay Mm -hmm. like i don't know it's just the difference of like how come they couldn't have that? Why aren't they? Yeah. It was, and I guess it's just everyone copes with emotions differently. And for some people it's like too much to handle. So they turned to, so I would say you and I are 
walking around white knuckling a lot of our emotions. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah. Just constantly. I feel like we're the same in so many ways. Like, uh, and I'm not saying in, that like, family dynamic and like psychologically and stuff and like where we're, where we've come from where we're at. And well, it's like, we were also, when you want to talk about like, I don't know if it comes from just like the innate built intelligence. Like when you just, you know, IQ is just a thing where it's like, well, this person gets to the answer quicker than that person. But like, if somehow that has benefited us in a way to be able to like analyze our emotions or like have enough forethought to go like, I should right. do this instead of that where it's like, yeah. Cause I don't understand like looking back, I'm like, wh- how is it that I made that I like knew that my parents were just wrong and they were idiots and I just didn't listen to them. And it wasn't cause like I was rebelling. It's cause I was like, Oh, these are drunk fools. I don't, I'm not going to let I, and I'm, it's developed into uh, having a problem with authority. Yeah. Does that like really fuck you up today? I think, I don't know if it fucks me up or if I think as far as entertainment goes, it helps me because I don't, give a fuck about following rules so much but i think it was a combination of probably excuse me my parents being fucking idiots and i'm like oh there's no reason i should listen to what you tell me to do you're a fucking lunatic the cops being assholes and so it's like every aside from a handful of really good teachers i had like and here's the thing i have god bless a good teacher right I have no problem respecting. I would love, I would love to have an older adult to look up to. Like I fucking still want a mom and dad. Turns God out. bless. I know. Um, and I, I would love like a, an older person that I trusted to get information from and advice from and whatever. But for the most part, I'm like, I can smell people's bullshit right away. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not. Do you think that you listening to you? Smelling bullshit is like a real thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you might be even less trustworthy of people who maybe aren't bad people, but you just have trust issues because of? Um, or do you think that you're like the one that gave you like a healthy amount of, I, I don't know, skepticism? I have complicated trust issues because I don't, I trust people with like physical things. Like I'll go into a comedy club and set my purse down and walk away from it. Yeah. And that's probably real dumb. Um, I've heard don't do that in New York, but you can do it in LA <laughs> from someone in New I York. Definitely and I was like, okay, whatever. Do that at the cellar. Yeah. And I'll leave my purse straight up, leave it upstairs in a booth and then yeah, go I'm downstairs very, and watch a show. Like I'm not, but it's also like, what are they going to do? Take my empty debit like, card. First of all, all my cash is in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> At least I know where I can put my cash now. <laughs> but I, I've only been in one relationship and I don't, I don't know if you were meaning this to apply to relationships, but I didn't, can, yeah. I never, I'm like, I don't, I think be, also here's another thing. Like I never had any privacy growing up. Like my mom would always like snoop through my shit. Yeah. And it drove me nuts. So now, like as an adult, I don't, I house it quite a bit. I don't look, I don't open a fucking single drawer. I don't, I take people's privacy privacy so seriously. Yeah. And I, I've never like looked through somebody I was dating's phone or I, like I, I I don't, my trust issues aren't like that. They're more like, um, 
how I don't know how to how I'm I'm trying to word this. They're more like inward. Like I don't trust someone to love me or to like not have a motive really, or, or something. like yeah, I don't ha- I don't trust somebody to like have my back all the time or like to not ever turn on me or like I don't that's the way that I don't trust people because everyone God, in my life that I've me too. Or it's like, been close to is fucking turned Where you're like me. the other shoe's going to drop. At some point the curtain's lifted and you're going to be like I, I totally relate to this of like someone can look you in the face and be like I care for you and I'll always be here for you and it's like in the back of your mind they're like how count down until you tell yeah. me you don't love me anymore. Yeah I know I'm like well this is going to be a wrap in a couple of years but I don't it's such a weird like I don't I feel like I'm so certain that someone won't like that someone will eventually turn to me that I doesn't, it's almost not even upsetting. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, this is going to end it. of course, you know, like it. Well, that's like a protective thing. That's, I'm not even going to oh, say definitely. that it's not even like protective in this. Cause I'm not, I'm not in a position to go like, you know, that's probably not always the case, but it's a, nor- it's like, no, like there is a good chance everything will end. Yeah. Don't I know it? But like, it's also like, safer to go into things being like, well, eventually this is going to end. Yeah. Cause like, I my God, going into something and being like, you know what? I'm going to just go with this and not worry about when it's going to end. In theory. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Am I talking about myself right now? <laughs> In reality, I just got broken up with and I am crushed. <laughs> and I was like, I thought this was forever. Okay. <laughs> Boy, did I stop doing the thing. And it's like, Oh, I did the thing that I actively never did before where I was like, well, just, it's fine. It's not going to go over. We'll just have fun while it lasts. And then I was like, dive in. And I was like, I'm drowning. That's the thing. Cause it's like, it's, it's, I wish I had fucking a- more fun to let go open and to let go and to not be so closed off. But then it's like, we're waiting for it to fall apart. It's like, well, obviously <laughs> I didn't help. Sorry. You're just, you're going to betray me at some point. And it's, but it's like, it's weird because like, I think that, but I don't put it on them. I'm, yeah. ne- I'm never like, you're going to betray me. I'm like, well, you're just going to betray me and that's how it is. And like, no hard feelings. I don't like dislike you because of it, but it's that's just, just what's going to happen. And it's like living. That's a fucking weird thing to just like kind of absorb all of the, like if somebody is like just trying to be a friend to me, or like, it's my fault in some way yeah. you know or like to turn it inward which is so when i think that also plays into like any type of abuse when you're a child like i think it has to fuck you up a little in that way because you go like it's just the concept of like well this must be my fault like because who would do this to someone you yeah. know when you go like the reality is is like when your parents are abusive like it's not your fault but like the human brain right. is like, like I got to find, there's got to be, I must've done something wrong. Like, I mean, yeah. I think about that in terms like, of like a consequence for my actions. Yeah. Right? Like, it took, otherwise why would you throw a fucking metal chair at me? Yeah. It's like, no one <laughs> would just, surely no one would just throw a chair. <laughs> I'm being like, I did you that for years. Break my unicorn collection for no reason, <laughs> would you? <laughs> I must have done something. Was it because I got an A minus? And then it's just this like crazy like idea that like, oh, if I could, could have just just like you live in bargaining, and like if I could have been a little more, if my gra- my grades were higher. Maybe if I was in 
if I lost two pounds, my boyfriend would still love mm-hmm. me. Maybe if I gained four pounds, he would still. And it's yeah. like, no, I think that shit with my little brother all the time. I'm like, maybe if I hung out with him more, maybe if I took him under my wing, maybe if I fucking helped him find a job, like, it just, I, it, and it's like, and I know it's insane. And it, I'm a, a, an adult in the world and I go to therapy sometimes and I'm like, I still can't help feeling that like guilt. I could have done something. I don't think the thought itself is insane. I don't think that, I don't think that's insane. It's just unfortunate that like, that is a totally normal thought to have, but it's not real. Like, it's like, right. it's normal to go, maybe I could have done something. Maybe if I just talked to him a little bit more, maybe if, I mean, like you do that with so many things you, you do that with, you know, someone who's struggling or someone who is suicidal and you go like, what if I had done this? What if I done this? And like, you're always going to keep questioning. But the reality is that like, we all are doing our best and there isn't anything we could have done. Like you did everything you could do. And then that person yeah, has to handle it the way they're going to handle it. Yeah. No one at the end of the day, anything like that, there's like, you did, you did everything. Like you were there for him and like you did what you could have done. And, and that's, it's just a shitty thing that it, yeah. it's like, well, when I, I'm not helping by right. being like, I don't no, know how long it mean. takes to get out of like what the fuck is acceptance? Like that's supposed to be the last stage of grief. And it's like, Oh, one day I just go, that's just how it is. And I'm okay with it. Like, no, what? like, then I guess I'm just grieving forever. No, I, know. I don't think I'll ever accept. Like you just go like, this is how life is. And it's, this is water or whatever. You ever read that or listen to that speech? Okay. I don't know. No, I don't know that speech. Don't. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> David Foster Wallace, you guys. It's like this whole thing about just like how people go out into the world and they expect it to be this like big, exciting adventure. And then you're like, oh, this is it. Like, yeah, here we are. Well, also, this is this isn't really a segue from what you were saying. I mean, I really went on a rant there. I'm like (laughs) constantly unpacking. I feel like my whole fucking life I've been trying to undo damage and not to i don't mean to sound like i don't want anybody to feel sorry for me i don't i don't mean to sound like pitiful but it's like it just is such a it's so much fucking work and it's such a process like every time i like i'm i'm like have crippling anxiety or i just can't like talk to somebody because i'm like oh they know my family sucks like that's another thing i think being in a small town fucked me up because I would like run into some piece of shit cop and they'd be like, <laughs> you know who you are. Not all cops. Don't ever fucking tell me not all cops. Um, I would run into some piece of shit cop and they'd be like, we just arrested your mom last night for drunk driving. She drove, she drove into a snowbank and I'm like, I don't live with her. I wouldn't have known that. I don't care. This information doesn't help Why are you me. gossiping about why your job? You, yeah. Why go away? You know, but then like, Jesus. because everyone would know my business constantly yeah now i think only within the last few years has this started to go away but like for most of my life i just assumed like when people met me they immediately just knew my whole family and they would have judgments about me and whatever and it has taken forever for me to be like oh no i just get to be who i am 
and I'm who I present myself as. Yeah, no one's like, oh, this and person nobody from knows this about my family unless I tell them. Mushroom toilet yeah, house. Yeah, which I'm not like. No one's like, she probably has money in her freezer. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch got money in the freezer. Hey, let me see your She freezer. got freezer money. <laughs> you have banana peels in your freezer. <laughs> I do. Like a fucking I serial do banana killer. banana peels in my freezer. Listen, it's a whole thing. <laughs> you guys, she doesn't want to throw them out right away. Listen, it's I'm not going to like take out the trash every day because I live by myself. And so I'm not going to like have just a banana peel and a coffee filter in the trash. And like take so she that keeps them in there until she goes. So I put all my food trash in the freezer. Thanks to my friend Dave Rosowski who taught me that trick because I live alone. So all my food trash goes in the freezer until I'm ready to take out the trash. And then you. And then I put it all in the trash. Have you ever accidentally thrown your money away? <laughs> Instead of the banana peels. I don't, I don't keep my cash in the freezer. I don't have enough of it to do that. See, we don't have to become our parents. You're just frozen pennies on the side. My savings account. You're like, hold up. Wait, why do you have just nickels in the freezer? God. Oh, that's you never sad. know. <sighs> yeah. So it's like living in that small town. It was like people kind of did know your thing. So you feel like yeah. when you meet someone new that it took you a while to get over having this like, they just know I'm from this nightmare family. Yeah, and it's not like even I'm obviously I'm very open about my family, but I don't about like my my upbringing and I don't lie or try to pretend it was something it wasn't. Yeah. Um but it's just the weight of meeting people and thinking that oh, they know we're trash and they know that my parents beat the shit out of us and each other and like they know that most of my family are alcoholics like they like just to just the weight of that like like feeling like you're being judged for your entire family's mistakes when you meet a person is like God. yeah i know that feeling to an extent of like just the oh her mother her brother and it's like thinking yeah, that people like, project whatever yeah. they know about them onto you right 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 but, but it's like you make jokes about it but it's also kind of like fuck I can't, like i'm fucking smart and i'm capable can i just be seen for that instead i mean i that's in your head people do see you i was like worst case scenario i think most people would see you and go how sad which is not what you want to hear <laughs> right. you know but it's like like this smart capable girl is stuck in this shitty environment mm-hmm. like i don't think anyone was like here comes that right. trash monster person from well, the trash the monster other family hand, i think sometimes like because i've come away from my family so much or like because i've grown up so far away from that environment that sometimes they tell my story and people don't believe me they think I'm like full nobody of shit. does that yeah yeah which just does prove how most people don't do that. It's, it it's does just because yeah. I think most people just don't think that life exists in other ways in than the however world than, than however they were like. Uh, you know, it's sad that my brother thinks that all people hit each other. But then on the other hand, did you ever watch Orange Is the New Black? I haven't. I know. So for it's, anyone listening, I, need to. I used to. Uh, I watched the show, and the family that I used to work for. Um the ones who don't hit each other (laughs) um one time we were all watching it together like i was helping with shit in the house and we were watching and there's this character on there called pensatucky and she's just like trash meth addict like fucked up teeth just like uneducated whatever 
And so she came on, her character came on and I said to my boss at the time, I said, she reminds me of a lot of people I grew up with. And my boss goes, don't be ridiculously. So no one's really like that. And I was like, wow. Oh. And that's your reality, which is like so fucking crazy to me that like, that people I think that that just I grew exists. Up in so much privilege that I was like meth addicts with missing teeth aren't aren't even a real thing. That's a fantasy made up on a television show only. Like, like that someone just created that out of thin air. Shit, yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Situatedness is the word I learned for that. In some, I took some online course about religious texts or something because I mm-hmm. am a psychopath. Um, yeah, no, people can only see most people will only ever see the world from like their perspective and they mm-hmm. just like, however they grew up is how they see the world. And it takes active, like learning and interest. And I think probably just like a decent mind to go, Oh, people see the world so differently from me. Yeah. And then to go like, maybe I should see, maybe I should learn about that instead of going like, what a bunch of weirdos build a wall. Like, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. They're different. Fuck. Um, you have questions. For I me? have a few more questions from the listeners. Um, we got to most of them. Uh, you mentioned doing therapy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you? Are there any specific therapies you've tried, or that you are in, or aspire to try, or even just like uh, exercise, meditation? Do you find anything? Uh, I think I need a lot more therapy. Yeah. <laughs> that we'll say that first of all um i had i just i stopped going to my old therapist because he was really expensive and then i tried to go to like a cheap one and that it's so really much bad. fucking i will uh, like it in my ther- the first therapy session at this like counseling this like cheap counseling center i like broke down crying and i was like i just want a mom and a dad and the guy was like oh sounds like you want a mom and a dad <laughs> <laughs> This isn't what? fucking helping. I was like, so what is this? What mad? And then I left him a sitcom? crazy voicemail. And I was like, I'm never coming back to your therapy again because I don't want somebody to just repeat back to me what I said. That's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think you would um, want to do like cognitive behavioral or maybe like some type of like active? I'm a, I'm open to whatever. The only thing that's restricting it, me from exploring more therapies is uh finances finances all right um, anyone listening is, find, yeah. wants to offer lisa some free if sessions you want, <laughs> i will take it um <laughs> if you want to zap my brain with electrodes or i don't know what uh dude I'm right ready. do you get those like when you hit like lows where it's like i mean for the the i don't want to say logical is not the word but the like healthy skeptic kind of cynical person who i am We'll look at so many things and be like, really? <sighs> Crystals. Okay. <laughs> but then you hit, do you ever hit points so low? They're like, I don't care. Cover me in rocks. Make it stop. <laughs> Where it's like anything. A hundred percent. I'll light sage. Like, okay, fine. I believe in God now. Okay, Take great. the pain. <laughs> Take it. Please free me, Lord. I'm sorry I denied you. Literally anything. Where you're like, I've heard about so many therapies that like, in a certain mindset would be like, oh, really? You relived the trauma by talking to a lamp or whatever? Yeah. But it's like, I don't care. Hold me, lamp. <laughs> Why couldn't you have been a better lamp? Right. <laughs> like, I think, I don't know. Journaling helps me a little bit. I mean, you, it helps curb my anxiety. I don't know if it helps me with 
deeper issues, but it will help with my anxiety. Like kind of get it out. Working out. You do that daily? No, I slip on it a lot, but I like to do morning pages. I, in theory, do morning pages. I do them like one morning every three months. Oh, I do them like three times a week. God, I'm so bad. Um, The problem is I feel like I keep doing these different, like I do therapy or I do morning pages or I work out or whatever. And I feel like I'm kind of scraping the same surface over and over again. If that makes sense. Like I'm not because I'm not in, I've only ever gone to therapy like monthly when, at, at when I was going the most, yeah. but it was $220 a session. I'm not going to go more than once a Jesus month, you know? Um, and it was my old therapist who I love and was perfect and amazing, but like, I don't have health insurance and I can't afford that. Um, but I feel like I'm doing so little because I don't make it a priority that I don't, I'm never. You feel it's like, like it's if you keep opening it, it's like you're opening a cut and there's like dirt dug down in your, in your cut, but you're never cleaning out the dirt. You just keep opening, opening the wound, the wound. Again. Yes. And that's what it that's what it feels like. And I'm like, the dirt's still in there and it's affecting me every day and it's getting infected. And you're like, well, I guess we'll just slice it open again while we don't have time to get the dirt out. So we'll we'll just, you know, like that's what it feels like. And it's also like, I mean, self-care is such a luxury. It is a fucking luxury. And when people are like, you have to make it a priority. I'm like, great. Well, I don't have the money to give up the time for it. Yeah. Like my time needs to be filled with moving my career forward and paying my bills. It's like, yeah. When people go like, and I've been guilty of being like, you know, make sure you take care of yourself, you know, like try to exercise self care. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. Exercise self care. By the way, an organic apple is $8. Like what the fuck, man? Like I'm doing I'm doing everything I I'm doing my best with what I have, but it's not enough. And I think another issue is that I keep doing the surface stuff. And my friends who I love dearly are dealing with a lot of similar issues. And so I feel like, you know, I can go to therapy and talk to a therapist and then I come home and that's it. Like I can talk to my friends and we're all dealing with the same issues. So it feels like you're not, you're coming away from therapy and you're not like in a safe, not, not safe place. Isn't the, isn't the right word, but you're just not like, I'm like, Oh, I, sometimes I feel like I need to be fucking coddled a little bit. Like, yeah. cause I never really had that. I never had nurturing parents. And I'm like now as an adult, like I really crave that. And I'm like, I don't have that somewhere in my life. So it's like, God, I know I can pay somebody to talk to me and then fucking clock out in 50 minutes. But I'm like, I need more of an, emo- an emotional support an emotional system support. than just a person that I pay. Yeah. You know? It's so hard, especially in this town when it's like, everyone's broken, broken and doing the same shit. Irreparably like, broken. Oh Irreparably. God. That's not the word I was looking for, but you it know makes what I mean? sense. Yeah. No. Cause then you go, I want someone to do that. And then you're like, well, that's, like in theory what a relationship but also that's not a healthy mindset to enter a relationship in yeah and also you can't just be like i will have a relationship now (laughs) i stayed in bad relationships because i've thought what if something happens to my grandma like i need 
comfort. I will need comfort and I need to set up a system right now where I have comfort ready to go if I need it. Yeah. Which is a fucking insane. Which is insane. Well, it's also like see something, but then it's like, I don't want to go through that alone because I know my family isn't going to be there for me at all. And like, there's only so much you can, I mean, you have that. I, it's probably my favorite bit of yours about like being depressed and like you can call you have one day you have one day to be depressed and you can call your friend and they'll they'll be there for you and then after that they're like get your shit together because it's it's like i mean i know it's a joke but it's also like you can't i can't call you every day and cry to you you'd be like i have things to do lisa god i feel like that's what i'm doing like multiple well that's you got to set up a web of friends monday you call this person well you know what i realized with my relationship because i just got out of a relationship spoiler alert for no one because i've uh openly complained about it and cried (laughs) <laughs> I've think I have posted about sobbing on Twitter, but like, uh, I'm now thinking that I'm like, I think I did that to him. Cause I was like, this is a safe person. And because I, that's a hard thing too. Cause it's like, Oh, this person is okay with me like leaning on them. But like, I have so much emotional baggage that it's like, I can lean. And I'm like, yeah. I'm crushing you with my, like uh, people like emotional support animals. I try to make a joke. I haven't brought it back in a while, but I want to talk about like having an emotional support animal die. Cause it's crushed under the weight of my <laughs> sadness. That's a thing too, because you're like, Oh, at some point this person's going to resent me. Yeah. And you're like, well then that's going to make more problems for me. Yeah. Cause it's like now I've lost the thing. Cause I will inadvertently turn a boyfriend into oh. like an emotional toilet. I, where I'm just like, and this, we'll and this is bad because I'm like, all of a sudden like I'm like, oh, I'm safe. Yeah, I'm like, I need to find more clerks. I need to go to more. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. fucking. And to be in a place where you can really, because when you have emotional, fucking deep shit like this, to really like, I think in theory, working through it is the healthiest thing to do. Yeah, in theory. Because the amount of time and you effort it takes. You have to be in a good place in order to fucking work it out. Yeah. It's like, I want. It's like, it takes so much of your time yeah. to work on it. And the catch 22 is like, we will inevitably move, be able to progress further in our careers once we can undo some of that damage because it will remove blocks in our brain and like self-sabotage and like shit yeah self-esteem issues and whatever but then it's also like when you're already in a such a precarious position where you're like struggling or you're like living day to day or month to month or whatever when you're already in that position it's like i i don't have the fucking bandwidth to start unpacking things so it's like you need because when you open it like floods oh yeah because it's like that's that's why like you have to have time to go I'm I, like in theory, like I am constantly like wanting to work mm-hmm. on myself. The reality is, is I'm like, I ha- I want, I want to have, don't we all the luxury to go like this month. That's what I, in my head keep going is like, I have enough money that this month self care, but I don't, I'm like, I have to keep moving. I have to keep writing. I have to do this. And then I never mm-hmm. make time. And then I just obsess over like, because I think to really get through something, yeah, you have to be like, I got to take a minute and like, pour it out because otherwise it's just like you said with the like yeah. opening a wound yeah i mean like, oh oh i have to go let me wrap it back up yeah you know who <laughs> took some time for self-care dave Chappelle when he went to fucking africa and he was a millionaire, millionaire by then so it's like oh wait you 
Oh, that's. Oh, oh, and by the way, he grew up in a great family. So it's like <laughs> you have to wait till you're a fucking millionaire. What? To like. He grew up in a great family. Yeah. As far as I've heard. Yeah. And that makes me upset. I was having this. That makes me upset. Friend, not that he's a, that he's so funny. Mm-hmm. It makes me upset that like. Do we, do you have to have had that mm-hmm. foundation to become that successful, to have the self-esteem the and self-worth? I was having a conversation with, I don't want to name check him on here, but you know, my friend, the tap dancer. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> we like he's on the run. <laughs> my, friend. <laughs> my friend, the closeted tap dancer. I'm winking who at also her, my friend, the tap dancer. <laughs> uh, we were having this conversation and I, about about my family and the abuse and everything and uh he was like i'm so sorry and i was like you know what i (laughs) what's here's what's fucked up this wasn't that long ago that we were having this conversation this was maybe like six months ago and i go you know i don't mind it i was like i've i've grown to be okay with it because i think it's a thing that bonds me to other comedians and he goes wait what do you mean and i was like you know like a lot of comedians come from like really fucked up families and i feel like that's a bond like a weird we trauma bond. and i'm like so so that makes me okay with it and he was like that's not necessarily true and i was like well yeah it is all comedians come from like a fucked up place and he's like nope Chris Rock's family is pretty solid and his parents are still married and Dave Chappelle comes from a good home. Sarah Silverman comes from a de- pretty decent home. And I was like, just starts naming all these people. Can you and I name was like, one successful person that I was like, Oh, I'm going to vomit who, Oh God. Is there anyone at the top that had a hard life? Richard Pryor, <laughs> the best of all time. <laughs> so you're either the best of all time or like, <laughs> or, you're so- or you're where I am now just scrounging for, I'm like I'm just gonna fucking keep clinging on to Pryor for the rest of my life because I'm like I need that. Oh my, you don't. You just might have shattered my life because now I'm like, well, what about where? How do that? Or Louis' parents like that? I had with that friend has been fucking me up since that day. I'm like, this sucks. I know that, but then I started. I was like, oh, John Mulaney's great. He comes from money. Nick Kroll's funny as fuck. He comes from money. Like money. By the way, money and support. I don't. I don't care that my parents are broke. I care that they were supportive. They're abusive yeah, alcoholics yeah. and and emotionally stunted and not unsupportive. And uh, yeah, it's like I don't need all the money in the world. But can like, you fucking imagine how much further you'd be if your parents were like, "You can do anything you put your mind to, sweetheart." Also, let we me pay you. your bills until you get there. <laughs> also, we're gonna pay. Just having parents everything. go. Give you I car. know you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine if I wasn't still getting emails from my mom pretty regularly that I'm a piece of shit oh and God, I don't yeah, know what your mom's I'm doing? Emails. You guys, these are legendary. <laughs> if you want to have a uh, whose mom is the craziest off with someone. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Lisa will me win. My website. I'll send you a random email. You should just have a tab on your website where you update like a blog, <laughs> it's but just it's just like like emails like from mom. Like wheel and it just like spits out one of her emails. I'm like, here you go. Here's the one that says you're nothing without your hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Were you going to shave your head? Oh, she just said it for no, no reason. No, just out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. where I thought, I suddenly thought there was logic in what she was saying. Mm-hmm, never. You should do that, but then um, frame it like it's a, click the wheel of motivation. Like it's a daily <laughs> 365. It's like roomy quotes. But it's like, 
Uh, it's it's like too real because I've of shit. literally been screenshotting roomie Even quotes your all brother week. Doesn't think you're funny. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm like my brothers that you haven't talked to in 15 years. Those, yeah. those ones, the- or was there is there a secret brother? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure what? that's not just your reflection? <laughs> If you even think Lisa's funny. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let me see if Sorry, there's a couple more questions. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh so much at this hilarious... I mean, there's nothing else. Um, okay. This is slightly off topic, but not really. I I don't think I've ever like used your name because I wouldn't want to be like telling your story, but I have on multiple occasions retold the story you told us in the car about how you were so used to abuse as a kid that like... T- this was you, right? In second grade or something, a, t- a kid was acting up in class, oh, and yeah. the teacher told him to knock it off, and you just started beating the shit out of him because you thought you were, and you thought you were helping. I used to beat the shit out of kids, in and you'd be like, "Knock which, it off," which just to reiterate, I was, I was like, first, I was an an honor student always until like. I was like 15 and then I just stopped giving a fuck. God, I had, I had a year where I almost failed because I was like, like, who cares? Oh, yeah. Like elementary school, I was, I think I'm the only kid who was ever in every single extracurricular activity that ele- that our school offers. So the only similar. thing that I wasn't in, the only thing was the boys basketball team. I was on the fucking spelling bee. I was in... Uh, girl scouts i was in the girls basketball team i was on fucking science olympiad yeah do you know that God. that's a thing no like, i don't think we had that in mississippi I was in, like, every they don't do science down there i was in fucking choir i was in band i was like do you think i'm curious because like i was i was very like extracurricular activity i don't know overload type too mm-hmm. do you think there's a little bit of that is like not wanting to go, want to go home? home absolutely god i did not want too. to go home you know what and i just realized this is only something i learned only a term i learned a few months ago I, i'm telling you it's never fucking ending <laughs> oh the thing with the beating kids up so like i got great grades and i was a great student but i was other outside of that i would like hit kids because i thought like i sincerely thought i was helping the teacher and then i would get in trouble and i was like i don't understand why i'm in trouble i'm, I'm doing your job you. <laughs> like i just couldn't until maybe like third grade i think so i was like eight or nine when i was like oh well that's weird why am i hitting the kids like none yeah. of the teachers are hitting the kids like it was a while before i saw that wow um oh but yeah i definitely didn't want to go home oh the term i learned recently was self-soothing I have heard that. Uh, wow. I was like, cause it's probably I, normal to so many people. And I was like, I did hear that recently. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I obsessively count things, but it's only when I'm stressed and it's not like, it's count? not an OCD things. Like uh, oh, I count constantly and I'll like count down. I count down days till I have a thing. And I, I notice I do a lot of to-do lists and like re like, Oh, adding yeah. to calendars. That's probably part of it. Like, cause it, and then I realized like, Oh, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with math and I would come home and I had this giant chalkboard and I would write all these numbers out and then I would add it all up and then erase it all and then do it all over I again. I math too. I like wanted to, there I like go. asked for algebra books in elementary school for fun. Oh yeah. Me too. I was, I like asked for workbooks to fill out yeah. and I would like obsessively fill out workbooks and I would like time myself and like time myself writing things like I, yeah. and now I now I'll notice like, oh, I must be stressed out about something and I need to figure this out because I'll like obsessively count and I'm like, 
okay, how many days until I film the thing and how many days until Christmas and how many, like, I, I know so many like weird things about what days fall where in the calendar because I've just obsessively counted so many times. That's fascinating. And now, but now that I know the fucking term that I just learned as a fucking full adult as a 26 year old <laughs> as okay. a 19 year old adult that i am <laughs> um, now that i'm 17 we just keep getting younger i'm gonna get two i freezers. actually just moved out of my parents house yesterday <laughs> um but i'm like why am i just learning this fucking term now i i wish i would have known that years ago to know like oh when i'm obsessively counting things that means like something's going on is, is that the self-soothing is that what you mean that's, like that's your brain doing a thing i self-soothe with numbers like me personally i self-soothe with numbers okay so it's like your brain focusing on something as a way to i think lately i do that with the idea of healthy food i think i do that well that's that's why i like time myself when i run when i run or when i hike or whatever like i have a loop that i do and i time myself and i like write down those numbers and i'm like constantly weighing myself but i'm not I don't have like an eating disorder. I'm not weighing myself because I'm like, I gotta, like, I may want to lose a couple of pounds, but that has, n- You're that's just weighing it as separate. Like a- that's completely separate of the weighing myself because yeah. that's like, the weighing myself is just like seeing numbers and seeing the numbers fluctuate day to day and like counting down like, okay, if I do this, ma- if I've taken this many calories on these many days, then by this date, I'll be this weight. Like just fucking, yeah. but it has really nothing to do with my physical form it's yeah just it's just like a, a the habitual obsession over the numbers yeah god i'll get on like workout diet programs i literally have to go after this to like <laughs> i have to go my meal prepping but it's like i had a hot minute where i was like i had boxes for like vegetables make sure i get four servings and every day i would like write it's like this i don't know that's i just never thought of it as like maybe that's what that is yeah i mean i don't I don't stop myself from it when I find, but when I catch myself doing you go, it, okay, I kind of take something. a step back and I'm like, what am I stressing out about? Maybe I need to fucking unplug for an hour and maybe I need to journal or read or take a bath or whatever. And I'll find a way to like incorporate some self care. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm obviously spinning out right now. Especially yeah. like when I start like counting my steps or whatever, then I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. I yeah. like that. Also, there's I think an that's like that. the peak of it. Yeah. <laughs> When I start counting like stairs that I'm walking up, oh, and then I'm like, oh, I, I'm going crazy right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, when you start like obsessively, that makes sense though. Cause it's like, it's giving your brains, the brain brains, giving your brain a thing to focus on other than the thing that's stressing it out. It's like, yeah, let me, I mean, God, my world is crumbling right now. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I'm still Sorry. dieting is cause I am just unraveling (laughs) um fuck uh do you have any noticeable triggers anything is there anything strange that like like the idea of the abuse does do you ever like anything like triggers anxiety Uh, or yeah you know what like sudden loud noises uh just like the foster dog i think that that's why i screamed at that bird across (laughs) the street because like just like something like loud because it was it would constantly be like shit breaking and or everything would seem fine and then my mom would say something that would piss my dad off and then he would fucking flip the dinner table over while we're at it like or 
punch a hole in the wall or whatever. And like, it's just that, that everything Startle. just all of a sudden you're no longer safe. So now like if some, if there's like a sudden, lo- if there's a build up to loud noise, like I don't mind like loud concerts or whatever. But if something like out of that, nowhere is just like, bah! yeah. Or like yeah. if somebody fucking yells, I, it just, it, I get really jumpy. And then I'm like, it's not, it doesn't trigger me. Like it doesn't like make me think of, that time but i i only recently also and this i feel like i'm being overly dramatic saying this but i did a bit i only did this once really this bit i uh, and then i didn't ever do anything with it but i was talking about like how you would do things like like say a door is slowly shutting and you're going to walk through the doorway i would think in my mind like i need to get through that doorway before it shuts otherwise my brother's gonna die like crazy shit like that <laughs> i remember you telling me that and i remember I, watching you do that i think i saw i think i saw that set or saw you work it out i may have i may have done a it a couple or of times i did it in new york once gotham or no, no. i saw a tape of you god maybe you just talked to me about it because i remember watching I don't think I've ever recorded or it. listening to it. I don't know why I've, maybe I just saw you do it, but it's just like a weird, I remember being like, does she think that's relatable? <laughs> well, I thought, but then I was like, I was wait, like, am I the only one who's not? I thought I had like a version of OCD. OCD. And there was when the first time I did it, when I was in New York and this woman who was there, who was a <gasps> therapist and listen, this could be total bullshit, it's but the, based on the one person that told me, she was like, that's PTSD. Yeah. Like you're, and I was like, oh, I thought of PTSD as like something that only that is like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's from like watching your friend's legs get blown off. But it's like, oh, it's probably also for your dad punching you in the head for no reason or like punching out the fucking punching a hole in the wall or like. Yeah. It's like you I live know, in fight or flight. The time your mom fucking I get it. came through your closet and ripped the door off like that's <laughs> Wait, how did she get in the closet? <laughs> she this just actually, drunk and hiding in there. I'm sorry. This is. <laughs> thinking about this kind of makes me laugh because i have the visual of her face to go with it but um ah coping mechanisms my parents were fighting my dad left again um and i my mom was screaming and like trying to fight with me and i locked her out of my room (laughs) this is the house that we lived in when i was real little and her my parents room and my room backed up to each other so our closets didn't perfectly align but they're there wasn't a wall separating them. Like you could go through them. Oh. So she came through. I had like these really heavy wooden, wood, wooden uh, sliding closet doors. And I had this giant poster of Snoop Dogg on my closet door. And my mom, I just hear her rustling in the closet. Like she had gone into her room and climbed through the closet. Oh my God. And I hear this rustling. And then she just fucking grabs the ends of the door and tears it off like the fucking Hulk. Hulk, Jesus. And comes in my room and then turns around and looks back at it and sees the poster of Snoop Dogg and just fucking shreds it with her fingers. And I was like, just sitting on my bed like what the fuck is happening oh my Watching god that's it. terrifying uh it was terrifying but also like it was like she had superhuman strength because she was drunk yeah god drunk god rage my this is not the same at all my mom's not funny guys i know it's like we all cope my mom once fell off a ladder when she was drunk well because i got my tennis ball stuck behind the roof and i told her and i was like ah, i stuck it's behind she's like i'll get it and i immediately was like no 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 you don't need to do that she's like i got it and she like tried to climb up this ladder and i was like mom please get down like don't and then she just fell off i was like <laughs> and then i was like oh god i've killed my mom and she sat up and she's like i'm fine what are you crying about and i was like 
what the fuck? She just like dusted off and went inside. I called my dad like, mom fell off a ladder. And she's like, what? She's just crying about nothing. And I was like, what? <laughs> Didn't your mom yeah. once rip off the... Oh, this is a beautiful story. <laughs> this is I'm, like, I'm like, story. are we fucked up that we're like, wouldn't <laughs> I'm wondering if people are going to be like, Hey, I didn't really appreciate you guys laughing at that. I stuff. think you're definitely going to get some emails like, Hey, that's actually not funny. And this is how we cope. Sad. You guys, please don't one time my mom. And this is when I was already living with my grandma, but my parents had this like brand new Monte Carlo, which was like a 99 Monte Carlo. This is their the only new car they've ever owned in my whole life. Uh, and still to this day, the only new car they ever owned. Uh, and my mom, my mom actually hated the car because I went with my dad to pick it out. And he was like, he didn't give a shit. He's like, we're getting a new car. What color do you want? And I picked it out. And then she was like, why would you let Lisa pick out the color? Like, it, God, it's so who stupid. Cares? Who gives a shit? Anyway. Oh, mom. So she pulled up in the driveway at the same time my little brother was like, like the driveway pulled up next to the front door, but like really close to the front door yeah. in that White House. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not that you guys can picture you this, it, but, but anyway, so it's like the driveway, the front of the driveway ends at the front door, like the front basically. door, pretty much. So my little brother at this time is like 10 and he's like coming home from school. He's about to walk in the front door. My mom pulls up and she's like, flings open the car door and she goes, Where's your father? And my brother's like, Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I just got off the bus. I've been at school all day. And she's like, you tell me where your fucking dad is. And he's like, what? I don't know where dad is. So she puts her hand on the turn signal bar on the side of the steering wheel. And she goes, you fucking tell me where your dad Or she probably didn't say fuck because she would, would never. She doesn't That's hilarious. Lot, she wouldn't which swear. Is really hysterical. She's like, you tell me where your father is or I'm going to tear this off. And he's like, um, I mean, it's your car. Like, I don't. <laughs> know where dad is and she's like i'm giving you one more chance to tell me where your father is or i'm gonna tear this off and he's like i don't care tear it <laughs> off and he like walked to the house and she fucking tore it off the so there was like no more turn signal like you showed him you wow i don't know like, that story cracks me what? up just like picturing anyone in like cartoonish rage i think is the only way i can like handle the idea of someone being there is well, and then here's another thing, because my parents were always that they would be at a 10 so often that I had serious rage problems growing yeah. up. I mean, I think I've told you a little bit, but I've had two legitimate rage blackouts where I just That's completely crazy. blacked out because I was just so angry. Like one, it once was in school and it, it's only like for like a few seconds, but it's Still, like That's crazy. Really scary and disorienting. Scary to know that you do like, that. You come to and you're like, what? what the fuck um and apparently i read up on this recently and apparently it's not common but it's it's not totally uncommon for teenagers because i guess you're just so full of hormones and like so much is going on yeah and so like to be overloaded with emotion isn't uh crazy that crazy um but i used to like break break shit all the time there's a place do you know about that yeah. the, maybe you told me about this i think i did where you can like go and you like pay 50 bucks and you can just beat the shit out of a toaster with a bat I yeah you know it's funny when <laughs> so you originally when, told me that i was like there's enough date, people that, there. <laughs> that want to do that that that's a thing and then like that was probably 2014 and now it's 2017 and pro- partly because of probably actively 
processing my own emotions because uh-huh. it's like you have to if you're processing them you're going to go through like mm-hmm. different stages of however you feel and one of those stages if we're talking about grief is like anger i guess but like now i get it i'm like mm-hmm. i will regularly just scream in my car i miss do you scream breaking things oh i scream all the time i made a comic i usually it's just alone in my car i was driving back from phoenix with sam tripoli where mm-hmm. we did a weekend together and i just had so much like anxiety that i was like look sam i'm gonna ask you to do something uh and you're it's there's it's crazy uh, i need you to pull over at a rest area so i can just get out and scream because it makes me it does make you feel better yeah. when you just like this like animalistic like ah yeah i do that right. in the car a lot and then i'm like Whew, okay oh yeah fine. i'm like ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which like it's probably healthy in some way but it looks insane but it's also yeah. like healthy to cry when you're sad but when you like think back or like if someone were to see me crying the way i've been crying is like dear god <laughs> but it's like i'm just gonna i gotta get it out yeah, you need to. It's weird to be emotional and but also trying to like be aware that you're like, I'm doing the right thing for the process of grieving. <laughs> this is the healthy thing to do. We're like still analyzing it's so it. Psychotic. <laughs> you start timing yourself and recording it. You're like, okay. Five minutes thirty-four seconds. Okay. <laughs> How long does this phrase last? when's the next stage <laughs> take me sweet grief Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck um i guess final thoughts is there i have my own thoughts about this but what do you have any advice on is there a good thing that someone can say or do when they hear about someone in a situation like this not necessarily like i know you we mentioned with children and like it's Mm -hmm. like what do you do besides call the but as far as like you opening up to someone is there anything that can be said that's like helpful i don't know because sometimes i'm like you ever vent to someone and you're like and you're like oh i'm gonna get this out i have this friend i feel comfortable but then you're like well, there's nothing they could say that's going to make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think... I don't know. I feel like whenever somebody's been like, God, I'm sorry that that's your experience. I'm like, thanks. But then that feels weird. It feels like a weird thing to thank somebody for. Yeah. Uh, I would say the thing uh, that doesn't feel good to hear is, I know how you feel my mom's also crazy like and then sometimes she burned dinner yeah (laughs) that's why i like in this of like (laughs) i was trying to be careful not to do that in this podcast like i get it but not really but yeah when somebody says that it's like that would be like if someone's dad just died and you're like yeah i know how you feel but your dad's like super healthy yeah and and alive and totally alive it's like that's such a weird you don't have to find something else to say you don't have to say that god i'm i run into that a lot when people open up to me about i'm like i know how that i immediately do it no but it's like people will talk to me about like their dads mm-hmm. like the people with good dads will be like i once had a friend go i it's you know my dad's coming to visit and it's just ha- so hard because it's like he just loves me so much and it's hard to like keep up with 
And I was like, I don't You're like, are we on the fifth floor? I'm going to take a running fucking leap out right? the Or like I have a friend right now whose dad's really sick and he's, you know, dying. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be like a good friend and comfort her. And, then my, and it's like, ah. I of course would never go, I know how you feel. But I also am like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know the I words. I don't know what. Well, and especially. I can't imagine what that feels like. For you and I or people in our or in similar situations, I think it's not to give us like an out, but it, I think it's especially hard for us to find the words because we were never comforted in any way. So it's like, yeah. if you, it's like, you don't I even was never taught that. So like, I don't have the tools to comfort someone. I, I don't know what to do. Like when somebody tell, when somebody's like, if somebody's pet dies, by the way, I'm not the person you tell because if oh. somebody's like, my dog died, I'm like, yeah, it's a dog. Who gives a shit? Like, and I don't. <laughs> I had that thought when I was dating so a guy hard. and his family dog. He's like, yeah, you know, the dog's not doing too well. And, and he's like, like oh. family dog. They didn't live with us. It was like his family's dog. Which if you, which if you have had a normal, like comfortable, happy life, of course. Like that's, that's upsetting. A, yeah. But he had like tears in his eyes. And I was like, I don't. You're like, I'm sorry. Did someone tell you it's a dog yeah no and i was like oh i can't yeah by the way my like multiple dogs in my family have just been shot by family members because it was time to go so like i don't (laughs) so for like i can't oh that's so and like nobody we didn't go to my grandpa's fucking funeral because my dad said it would be a waste of time to take us out of school to go to a funeral so like it's just like people die and you're like don't have the capacity to like and I love dogs, but it's so hard for me to be like, to give a shit when somebody's like, my dog died. I'm and like, some people I are really, don't I mean, have that button. It's also part of the reason I probably will never fully own a dog. I'm fostering one right now. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no. I mean, cause I, I get, I totally understand the importance of if an emotional support animal helps you or whatever, that's great. But like, God bless that person when that animal dies. Like, oh yeah, that is your rock. And I, oh, I know people that their pets die and they get tattoos of the pets. And I'm like, what? Yeah, or it's, it's a like fucking animal. It's hard because realistically, everyone grieves differently. Everyone hurts, and like you can't put a time on pain. But it is weird to watch people who like will just keep bringing up. They're like, I just, they're like dog dies, and then they keep going on about it for years and you're like yeah, or I, they have it in a fucking urn in their home i'm like well we i don't know i don't i, li- I get it but then i i i get it I get intellectually idea, but i don't get it emotionally like Does i can't um, i just can't comfort someone i'm just that. not yeah that person i don't have the i just don't have that muscle built up i don't have the capacity for that yeah i like think i do like i th- I want the person I want to be and who I am, obviously like that's not unique is that it's like, they don't exactly line up. Like I want to believe I'm this person that can be like genuinely there for people. Mm-hmm. Like if you need someone call me and I say that and I mean that, mm-hmm. but then it's like, if someone's for whatever reason, like actually needing me and like crying on my shoulder, yeah. I just like have this image of me just back pat like uh, yeah i had this long conversation with a close friend recently because she was like you're 
she's one of my best friends. And she's like, you're not somebody I think of to go to for like emotional support. And it was, it hurt to hear that. Cause I was like, but I'm like one of your closest friends. Like I want to be there for you. And like, I want, I want feel you to like think you can. you can come to me and I want you to think you can call me at any hour of the night or show up at my house and I will definitely do all I can. But yeah. I also know that that well within me is real shallow and it's not, there's not a lot there. And so Fuck. it's like hard for me to, as much as I want to, it, there's yeah. no, it's like, just not like a thing that has been fucking, developed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if, if you weren't like shown compassion, if that wasn't regularly a part of your growing up, that's a hard thing to, I don't know, come up with. Yeah. Um, let me just real quick check this list. It's okay. Is there anything, I don't know if I kind of touched on this. In retrospect, I don't, there's nothing you could have done. Is there anything you wish would have happened differently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish... The cops didn't suck. Is it all just like, I wish people weren't fucking awful? Like, is there something you think could have been done somewhere or? I mean, everything is like dependent on me knowing then what I know now. Exactly. And it's like, that would help anybody in any scenario. Can you imagine this wisdom on a fucking, uh, I wish I hadn't carried so much of the damage around with me for so long. I wish I had gotten gone to therapy sooner. sooner. I wish I had started journaling at a younger age. I w- like you wish you could have known I that wish it's I like been you more don't introspective need to... sooner. You yeah. Know? And but like, it's I so don't fucking hard. And I think as a comic and this is, this is true of so many comics I know, uh, but not a true thing. Like this is, a false thing that so many of us are led to believe is that if you fucking excise your demons, you're not going to be as funny. And it's like, no, if you have more access to more emotions, you're going to be better. Like yeah. you're, you're going to be able to connect with people. If, more. Yeah. If you're healthier, your brain is functioning at a higher level. Yeah. Cause trauma you're, literally fucks up your brain. Yeah. So it's like th- fix it and you will get better. Like no. you're not going to suddenly be, I know that feeling though. Cause I also know that like there've been moments with, I don't know. Do you go on stage when you're in a bad place or do you just like, I, some of the best sets of my life I've been in a yeah. suicidal spiral and yeah. people have been like, I don't that's care. magical. And, and it's like, like let loose. I don't, and then I do get in my head. I, there's someone specifically who multiple times has been like, look, I want you to be happy and I <laughs> hope you are, but God, you're never better than when I'm not sure you're going to make it. And I'm like, thank you. Cause it's like, Oh, is that, do I just have to live there to be? I think you the need best to at be my able job? to access that part of you. That feeling from a healthy place yeah that's it's true. like it's like you're learning how to fucking astral project and but you need to you learn how that? to do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who told you i do that <laughs> um do you know what i mean it's just like you you have to be able to tap into that energy but that's a, also a learned skill yeah and it's not and you can do that and you can find that but it's better if it's better if you're healthy yeah everything's gonna be better if you're healthy yeah so just be healthy. Be healthy. Don't hit kids. <laughs> I know it's like a hilarious I mean, trope a- that kids need to be hit. Uh, <laughs> I promise you. We're all doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> God. Fuck. If I see somebody out hitting kids, I will fucking end you. 
and now did you think that that's what you would do police. do you think you would just beat the shit out of someone i think i would snap i don't think i'd be able to deal with it at, yeah. at the very least i would call the police but i'm like if i picture that scenario in that mental picture i'm like oh, i'm hurting that person definitely like i've no yeah i've hit plenty of people in my life i don't think <laughs> that anything would stop me from hitting a stranger that was hitting a child yeah you know I think I would just totally just snap, it. like lose it. Like that would be your trigger. Yeah, where you're like, I would be like, Whoop. I would like see my little brother. Or I would see myself in that scenario, and I'd be like, Not today, dude. <laughs> not today. <laughs> and I'm not calling the worthless fucking police. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> well, thank you for this. I'm sorry. Thanks I thanks for having me on. Sorry opened your wound, little bitch. Um, <laughs> I hope that you, you can get the dirt out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to leave though. Uh, you can have to do it somewhere else. I gotta no. get home and put all my cash in the freezer. <laughs> where can um where can people find you um you can find me at home come get a hug give a hug <laughs> cowering in the corner uh you can find me on twitter at lisa underscore curry um on instagram at olympian lisa curry spoiler my instagram is just super me it's not funny it's just my sincere life Ugh. uh gr- so gross how um, dare she enjoy her life you could actually just go on my website to lisacurry.net uh, because that's where my show dates are and buy a t-shirt because I need money. Yeah, buy our t-shirts. Um, They're pretty fucking could, rad too. Yeah, there you go. Hal Hefner designed them. They're super cool. I actually need to talk to you about t-shirts. No, whatever. Oh, yeah. Do it later. I just, whatever. Um, and if you're out there and your name's Lisa Curry, submit yourself to my website and I'll put you up on my other Lisa's, Lisa's Curry. Curry. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a funny tab yeah. on your website. Yes. Other Lisa's Curry. Yeah. <laughs> um you guys go follow her go see her live she's so fucking funny and brilliant and bright and her twitter is one of the best in the whole world uh and that's it you guys uh thanks for listening see you later idiots bye all right that's the episode um heavy episode it's been a heavy week i apologize Uh, i know a lot of uh listeners are also dealing with um the emotional triggering from the me too thing and then now I'm laying this on you, but hopefully you learned something and, uh, and we're all a little better, better for it. Um, amazingly enough between the intro and now my voice didn't get any better. Um, I clearly recorded the episode before I recorded the intro and outro, as you can hear. Um, if you like the podcast again, subscribe, rate and review, please share the podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. And, uh, Please remember that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions about Lisa or any other guests, or you have a topic you want to hear covered, or someone specific to interview, uh, tweet it at me. Message me on my Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash jmscomedy. I'll do my best to deliver those, I promise. Uh, Keep asking your questions. I love how much you guys send questions to me when I tell you about upcoming guests. Thank you, thank you. And I will always try to get to all of them. Uh, The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, of course, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thanks for listening. And thanks for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. Oh, wait. By the way, uh, if you're in Seattle, I'm there this weekend, October 19th through the 22nd. Hopefully my voice comes back. Um, Come buy me coffee and, uh, and we'll hang out. All right. Bye, idiots.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.